sisters. If it's your first time listening to She Is Becoming, welcome to the show. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on all the major podcast platforms and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can get notifications when we post a new episode. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast so you can catch our giveaways and we do prayer time every Sunday. That's our favorite time of the week. I am your co-host Delaney and I am here in the studio with my co-host Bev. Bev, how has God been speaking to you lately? Well, interestingly enough, he's been speaking to me about loving others, what Mm. that really means. um, What does that look like in my everyday life? And how well am I doing that? How well am I loving my husband, my Mm. family? How well am I loving my friends? Am I always wanting to be on the reciprocal end of that love rather than a giver of that love? And um, how gracious and compassionate is my love? When I look at God's love, it is so gracious, so compassionate. Is that reflected in the kind of love I'm giving to others? So I'm kind of examining my relationships right now. Yeah, I think we're super conditional in the way we give love. Yeah. Like we we really, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I can really love you because I really like you and you're easy to love. But the ones that are hard to love. Oh, yeah. That's where you get me. Or like the ones oh. that I'm like, you irritate me a little bit. Like yeah. that's where like this is becomes like a challenge. It truly is. And I've had to pray so many times, God, love these people or this person through me. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I don't have any feelings of love at all. But I know, God, that you love and you love me and you can love through me to this other person. So and that really that process really changed my heart. I agree. Or or like I feel like, too, when you're in that and you're like, I really need help to love this person. Um, praying for that person. Yes. Oh, definitely. Like I remember I had, I remember I was in high school actually. And there was this boy that really, really bothered me. Like I, I'm like, you really make me angry, honestly. And my mom was like, you really need to just pray for him. And it really did change my heart towards him. Like I just didn't feel that anger. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It just changes us, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, Delaney, today we're going to talk about a very, very, very important topic. Mm Mm-hmm. I want you to remember back, Delaney, to a time when you were lied to. How did it make you feel? Hmm. There's, uh, there's lots of things that come up for me. Um, deep betrayal, um, sometimes like reject, felt rejected, um, just felt like garbage, like just hurt. It hurts your self-esteem, especially if it's a person that's close to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like those are the big things for me. Yeah. And, and it's, it really breaks a relationship, doesn't it? Yeah. There, it damages it. It really puts a blow on any well, kind of relationship you have with that person because it, it goes after that trust. The trust. Yep. So this is what we're going to yeah. talk about today. We're going to talk about lying. Hmm. Listen to this quote from Augustine, an early church father from his book, Confessions. I have had experience of many who wished to deceive, but not one who wished to be deceived. So in other words, if you don't want others lying to you, don't lie to others. That's a good quote. Isn't it a good quote? We got another one at the end for you, too. Well, first, we need to define truth. And I'm quoting here. I I saw this definition and thought it was really great. Truth is an accurate definition of the facts, especially truth in conformity to God's standards as revealed in his word. God is truth, and he always speaks the truth. 
Falsehood or lying is any deliberate misrepresentation of the facts. I love that because it's rooted in God's truth. It is. That's a good definition. Isn't it? Because that is our source. Mm -hmm. The only source of truth in this world is God. Yeah. And his word. Yeah. And Christ, who is the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's my personal opinion that lying in our culture today is no longer a moral issue of importance. Yeah. Lot, not a lot of integrity and, yeah, no honesty. I mean, just just in my own dealings with life and my family's lives, we've run into so many people who go back on their word. They lie and they do things just to get their way or mm -hmm. to get ahead or whatever. Lying is rampant. And with lying this rampant, we are going to have a hard time in a free society. Because in a free society, Delaney, we count on people telling us the truth. Who is telling the truth these days? Who can we trust? Mm -hmm. I think we question more today than ever, and for good reasons. We see it not only in our culture generally, but sadly, it's in our church as yeah. well. Yeah. Churches can tell lies to their people. Second Timothy 4.3 says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine or truth. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who say what their itching ears want to hear, which are lies. Yeah. So what are some examples of how churches can lie? Well, I've heard the phrase again and again, God is love, love is love. Hmm. In other words, there's no moral uh, boundaries at all for people. Mm -hmm. uh, hell is fiction. It's only a cartoonish kind of character, and God would never send anybody to hell. Uh, Christ is a God like Buddha or any other religious leader. Or the Bible is only partly meaningful for today. I mean, you can take parts of it, but other parts, it's outdated. Yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah, of course. The hard parts, too. <laughs> yeah. Or God accepts everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to heaven, mm -hmm. this universalism. Mm -hmm. um, and then God wants you to be happy and prosperous. So just, mm -hmm. you know, he knows you want to be happy. He wants you happy. So you just go ahead and do what you want. And can we say that like a half truth is still a lie? Exactly. Because uh, this like, I hear that too, this God wants you to be happy and prosperous. This is like half truth. It's like promising that God will make you prosperous and will make you happy, but it also gives you the wrong definition of what prosperous means. Like prosperous and happy doesn't mean like wealth and like material power and stuff. So I'll say that half truth is still a lie. Yeah, it is. But there are lots of examples um, in the Bible of uh, people lying. <laughs> it's amazing when you... When I was going through all the examples, weren't you just shocked? Yeah, it was actually hard to like pick one because I'm like, this is, okay, part of it was like, okay, so lying's always been rampant. Like we, we feel like just, it's just now in our culture, but like, this is, a, this is not new. Um, lying has always been a problem. Uh, and so, yeah, there's so many people in, in the Bible who um, just lie. And so the first person that we see in the Bible is that Satan, he places doubt in the mind of Eve about the character of God. Uh, he falsifies truth about the consequences of eating the fruit. And the culmination of the temptation is when Satan manipulates the truth. He uses kind of one of those half-truths things too. And then we also see an uh, we also see Abraham. He um, presumptively positions a lie for his wife when they enter Egypt. Knowing her beauty, he feared that they would kill him and let Sarah live. So he concocted a lie that Sarah was his sister instead of his wife. 
that that one's kind of a silly one to me though um, and then we also see jacob lied to his blind father about being his brother in order to gain a blessing that wasn't his this one is like okay you lied to your blind dad like come on yeah, on the urging of his mother by the way yeah just okay the whole situation is messed up famously the apostle paul or the apostle peter lied about his involvement with christ having three opportunities to tell the truth he still denied knowing christ and then um, ananias and sapphira they attempted to delude peter and the holy spirit when they sold land and they said they gave all the proceeds to the church when in actuality they pocketed some of them themselves and in this they told they told peter like and was like I, we're gonna give it all and then they just didn't and so they lied so today though let's make this personal and let's talk about our own natural tendency to lie. In the ninth commandment, you can see it says very clearly, like you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And so this is one of the ways that we can lie. We can lie by spreading other people's lies, which really creates more harm. This would kind of be like, also like perpetuating the rumor mill or maybe creating a rumor about something. And I think we can also do this sometimes when, um, we talk too much i don't even know that we're always realizing we're starting a rumor but we're just talking too much and we could be really spreading some lies here and some slander i think you have to be careful when you start talking about other people with another person and that person isn't present that you mm -hmm. that should be a check in your spirit that this probably is not where you want the conversation to go ask that other mm -hmm. person about questions about themselves get off that third person not yeah. there i i think there's pretty much there's almost no situation where you should be talking about a, a person that isn't there. Um, I, I mean, the situations are slim. So I, I agree with you too. And that's a slippery slope. I think even when you phrase it, like you're asking a question like, Hey, what do you think about this person? What do you think about this? Like what you're doing is you are like gossiping and that's promoting slander and, and lying when you start to do that. So I agree. Check in your system for sure. And we've all done that. So let's just like all keep each other accountable. But the Bible like explicitly tells us to always go to the other person. Like if you have issues, you don't need to share it with anybody else. We don't. Um, and I would also add that there is no need to participate. <laughs> in a conversation when a person is not there i feel like we're just gonna keep saying that because we've all experienced it too like we've all been the person who's brought up a third person that's not in the room and then we've also all been that third person and that's hurtful very it's hurtful and so even when the intent is good like the temptation is strong mm -hmm. to start to gossip, start rumors and lie. So scripture tells us that God doesn't lie, which makes him completely trustworthy. And in addition, like it says that there was nothing false in Christ. Even the Holy Spirit is named the spirit of truth. So it is hugely important that God is truth. And if God wasn't the epitome of truth, how could we trust him? Like, let's just think about that. If he wasn't truth, how could I trust him? How could I know that what he was saying is true? Like, how could we be confident in our salvation? How would I know I'm going to heaven if, if God's a liar? Like, how could I, oh, I, I just obey him if he lies? And so him being truth is foundational. And furthermore, God being trustworthy, like being, or God being untrustworthy, it would have massive implications. Like him not being trustworthy would make him the biggest scam artist ever. And it would be unwise for us to place our trust in a liar. We don't do that. We don't place our trust in the liars. And so now if God was all truth and he wasn't any love, it might make an experience with him cold and impersonal. But as scripture tells us, 
to speak the truth in love, God handles us lovingly without sacrificing truth. He is tender with us. He nurtures us. He never compromises truth, but you can be truthful and still handle people lovingly. True. And so as an image bearer of Christ, like it is a paramount importance for us to reflect on like reflect these characteristics of God. We are image bearers. Ephesians 4:15 calls us to Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Speaking the truth in love is a litmus test for our spiritual maturity. Like it is, beating people over the head with truth isn't a reflection of how God deals with us. Like he deals with us in truth and love because he, that is who he is. He is truth and love. And so in John eight forty four, Jesus condemned the religious leaders and he said, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue for his is a liar. And he's the father of lies. So lying is a characteristic of the devil. Oof. Just pause on that a minute. Like this, he's the Oof. father of lies. Yes. Like he speaks in lies, deceives in lies, disobeys in lies, and disregards God with his lies. As an image bearer, like I would think that sharing equality with Satan would cause us to reconsider the white lie that we're about to tell our friend about how we're canceling our dinner because our kid is sick when actually we're just really tired. <laughs> very real life example just, just saying like bit guilty like I'll, I'll just be honest right now guilty of that 100 percent. and so proverbs also tells us that god hates lying lips hates this is something that god hates he hates a false witness and says that they will not go unpunished there is judgment waiting for the lying tongue who uses flattering words in her deceit judgment and ruin follow liars the first chapter of romans actually like describes a very serious state it's in verse 23 it says they exchanged the truth about god for a lie and they worshiped and worshiped the and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised and so degeneration is inevitable when we substitute truth the truth of god for idolatry so this is what you're doing when you're lying. Usually lying is like connected. I feel like to trust, like we're lying because like, I don't trust God in something. And so I'm going to lie and make up like an excuse or an answer for stuff because I don't want to be real about where I'm at. It's always like, it always goes back to like what you think about God. So this is really just convicting to me. <laughs> it, it's, it is very convicting like, because we, no one can say I've never lied. No. Or I never, I never lie. I, I, no one can say that. So this is something that's, of, you know, really an important matter and something that we deal with on a daily basis. And yet you hear so little said about the importance of telling the truth. Well, and we, and we make lying seem like it's so inconsequential. Exactly. That's what I say at the beginning. It's right. like, it, it does, it's not a moral issue anymore. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, you try to get one nation, get along with another nation. If the one nation is a liar and doesn't have the value of truthfulness, you're not going to you're not going to be able to have negotiations with that nation. The same is true in a marriage or a home or a, yeah. a neighborhood, a church, if whatever I lie it is. To my neighbor, then what am I if I am lying to my neighbor and I'm trying to witness to my neighbor, what is that showing you about God? Yeah, exactly. I'm showing you that God is a liar. Exactly. 
exactly like this is really important so this is this is just unbelievably convicting honestly. it is it is one of the key verses we want to talk about today when we're on this topic of truthfulness and lying is ephesians 4:25. therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body you see when we become christians we are to put off the old nature that lies as the native tongue, that is our native tongue, mm-hmm. pre-Christ, mm-hmm. is a liar. We, and we need to put on the new nature that speaks truthfully. So we are all members of one body, so we want to represent that one body and display Jesus Christ, who is the truth. Mm. So let's, let's explore just for a moment why we lie. Even with the promise of this new nature, why, why do we still continue to lie as Christians? Well, very often we lie to save face. So we don't look like we're yeah. just, you know, lame or whatever you want to put it, uh, yeah. however you want to put that. But yeah. we, we don't we don't want to look bad in the eyes of other people. So we'll say a lie just to kind of make us look better than we are. I don't want to disappoint you. Maybe I, I need to look a certain way for sure. For yeah. sure. Or we lie because we don't want to offend. Mm. Oh, if I told them the truth, they, you know, they'd hate me. Yes. Um, we lie to get control of what we want. We want to win. So we mm. lie. We lie to build ourselves up to look good, to help us have success. We lie to cover for other people. Have you ever been asked to lie on the behalf of someone else? Um, yeah. Yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or um, it's a way to hurt others is to lie. We lie to rationalize our sin. Mm. Well, you know, I, I just had to do this because this and this. Um, truth escapes us, and our conscience is numb to sin. I knew a person who told so many lies, honestly, I, I really thought she believes them all. She believes them all and has yeah. lost her compass as to what is true and what is not true. And that's, that's a very scary place mm-hmm. to be. Um, we can lie to ourselves, and that's especially dangerous yeah. when we don't face the truth about us. We can often rationalize. We say, no big deal. God understands. It could be so much worse. They deserve this. I'm not guilty. God understands oh, this little lie is not going to hurt anyone. Well, I love, again, Charles Spurgeon. He said, who tells little lies will soon think nothing of great ones. So yes, you might start out by just, you know, fudging the truth a little bit, this or that, or sorry, I didn't see your email. Sorry, I missed your text. Or sorry, you know, I'm not feeling well tonight or whatever it is. Um, And we do it in such little ways. And if we really counted the little ways that we do it, how often are we really lying? Like that's scary to for, like to think about. Like I do that all the time. Like I, sorry, like sometimes, okay, I do forget when I do see people's texts. So that is real. But like sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to respond right now. Yeah. And yeah. instead of just really being honest about that, like yeah. truth hurts. You, you just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. So let's talk about some of the roots of lying. Um, one root is of lying is that we fear man more than we fear God. Period. We really don't fear him. We don't think there's any repercussions. We don't think that that's there's anything wrong with it when God clearly has said it is. When I'm diminishing the fact that he's truth. Yes, you are. We're diminishing who he is and who we represent mm-hmm. and what is a value in the kingdom of God. Mm. And then uh, the root of lying can be laziness. The mm. truth is too hard to discuss, so we displace it with a lie. You this don't want to go there. For mm-hmm. me, this mm-hmm. is a big one. We, we The conversation that would need to be had if we told the truth sometimes, yeah. is, we feel like it's too hard. Yeah, it's too much. We don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't, I, that's too much work. I'm not going there. Uh, or a root of lying can be uh, living in your old self. It really is 
a reflection of the old Bev. Stronghold. The stronghold uh, that is not giving way. And, you know, if the Holy Spirit resides in us, and he's the spirit of truth, we should be sensitized to lying. And what do we do if we're not? Like, what if we are desensitized and we just lie out of our teeth, like all the time? What do we do? You have to pray. And I'm going to give some honest and straightforward suggestions to help us stop lying. Yes, at the end please. of the, we all of need the, this. We do. We yes. do. You know, we, we always uh, get on our kids for that. But maybe the, some adults need I to hear this as well. I think from us sometimes, too. Absolutely. They see it from us. You know, lies can take so many forms. There's half truth. Mm-hmm. There's those what we call little white lies, which is there is not such a thing. A lie is a lie. Yeah. There's exaggerations. There's convenient lies. There's spreading lies. There's gossip. There's a business compromise. Um, there's money compromise. I am not going to give the government this. They're not doing this or this. Mm-hmm. Or I got back too much cash. Yay me. They charge so much here anyway. Or I'm just bending the truth a little. Our hypocrisy, when we are living in hypocrisy, is living a lie. Wow. That's lying. I never thought. You're right. Trying to appear better than we really are. We're putting up a false front that is living falsely, living a lie. I didn't even think about that. Hmm? So we have to ask ourselves, where are you tempted to lie? In relationships? Oh, oh, honey, no, I don't know how that happened. Or... Oh, um, no, I didn't buy anything. I did or, put the laundry in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, th- this doesn't have any salt in it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one right out of home. <laughs> lying in your relationships is going to break trust. In fact, lying is the opposite of trust. Think mm-hmm. about that a minute. Lying mm-hmm. is the opposite of trust. With your spouse, intimacy and love will be diminished And if you if you are lying. In order to gain back that trust, it's going to require a lot of time and a lot of consistent truthfulness. So think about the consequences of that in your relationships. Lying will also harm your relationship with God. Lying is sin. There, I just Mm. said it. It's Mm -hmm. sin. It becomes a wedge if it's not confessed. And then, of course, it will be forgiven. And like you said, Delaney, the little people in your home come into a world very capable of lying. Mm-hmm. And then if they see you lie, they will too. Like a little, did you do this? Look at you with their big eyes. No. And they're, you know, they got charcoal all mm-hmm. over their hands, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. That's cute though. <laughs> when we were raising our kids, when our kids were young, uh, when they got in trouble for something, if it also involved lying, the consequences were doubled. Wow. Yeah, we said if you, if you, if, because you've lied in this situation as well, mm-hmm. you didn't come clean to us, then the punishment is going to be instead of, you know, two weekends at home, you're going to spend four weekends at home. That is interesting. What about, like, I've heard before, like, you won't get in trouble if you tell the truth or if you come clean. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I think there's a place for that as well. You kind of have to know your child and know the circumstances. But I do believe you can't um, uh, spare them consequences from wrong behavior mm-hmm. uh, just because they tell the truth mm-hmm. either. Because the Lord, I mean, we can come and confess, right, our sin to the Lord, yeah. but yet there are consequences for those sins. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's kind of how I would apply that. Um, so what does honesty really mean and how does that challenge you Del? yeah so 
I I always love when we do this that I'm like I like to start with what it doesn't mean. What honesty doesn't mean. Um what honesty doesn't mean is you do not have to share your every thought. Um that isn't being honest. You don't have to share every single thing that you think. Um it does not mean that in extreme war situations like when people hid the Jews or when um Pharaoh was killing all the Jewish baby boys and the midwives like lied to save them. Um that would be like a different kind of situation here. Um, and then almost a hundred percent of us will never be in that kind of situation. So I feel like we can't even really use that to like, be like, I'm not going to be honest because this and this and make like a little like exemption for ourselves. Um, and then we tell the truth, trusting that God, God to bless and protect when we do tell the truth. I always think of what, what was it? Corey Ten Boom, her yeah. sister, I forget her sister's name, but, um, she was hiding Jews and she, she would not lie, refused not to lie. And, um, I remember the, was Gestapo yeah they came they raided her house and they said where are you hiding the Jews and she said they're right under this table and they were she had they had made a compartment under like a trap door under the table and they were there and the Gestapo laughed in her face and left Hmm. God protected her he did and you know another thing about the um the Jewish midwives that they lied to Pharaoh that Mm -hmm. the the women gave birth without them um remember that's history that is not uh, prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we read these things in Scripture and we think, oh, well, look, that they did it, I can do it, or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's history. It's not uh, prescriptive. And what it says, too, about the Hebrew midwives is it says, they feared God and not Pharaoh. So that's also where you can see like what they were doing and why that what one little phrase is really important in that passage. They feared God and they were going to obey God and do what he said. Above the Pharaoh. Above the Pharaoh. And so how can we become people of truth? This is our challenge for for you guys today. Here's a principle I read when I was studying this topic of lying. Um, It's a quote. It says, the new birth is the starting point of a life of truthfulness. So in the life without Christ, pre-birth, we are deceived that we are sinners in need of saving by Christ. But with receiving Christ, the new birth, as our Savior, we see our sin and repent, turning around from believing lies to embracing God's truth and and applying it to ourselves, living in that. Remember whose you are now. Christ is it Christ is not the devil who is the father of lies like God now living in you is the presence of the Holy Spirit he will guide you into truth like we the father of lies like we are not bound to him like we are bound to Christ in the spirit of truth and so we have some challenges for you the first would be consider the fallout from lying not honoring God like we, we just read a lot of those implications and what you're really doing by lying. It will hurt the name of Christ. It will hurt his church and it will hurt the ones that, that you love, that I love. It's not loving them either. Like lying is not, is not loving them. Like you talked about at the beginning, Bev, like that's not being a good, like that's not, that's not how you love people. And so it also means that like, I won't be trusted. So if I can't be trusted and, and I'm an image bearer of Christ, that's really important. That's huge. And so also another challenge would be to value your relationships enough to be honest. Lies break relationships. They erode trust. And our communication has to be based really on truthfulness. Oh, those are three really good points. I think another challenge is that we have to confess our past lying to mm. God. 
and try to repair your relationships where lies have hurt them. So confess when you, if you have find yourself lying, ask for forgiveness immediately. Mm-hmm. Try ask God to help you to recognize it and um, ask for forgiveness. You have to get back to the point being lying is a sin. It's not okay with God. Mm-hmm. It's not okay in your life. Uh, another thing is decide today and ask for God's help not to lie. Lord, help me to be an honest woman. Mm-hmm. Ask God to alert you at the slightest temptation to lie. Mm. And then be aware of situations where you've lied before or where you feel that um, uh, need to lie. Mm-hmm. And then ask God to cause you to abhor lying and to be a person of integrity. A person of integrity is he's the opposite of, an, of a hypocrite. Uh, a person of integrity is the same person all the way through, not yes. just one on the outside mm-hmm. living a lie, but the one who is the same. To a person of truth, speaking the truth in love. That's what we want to be. And one more Spurgeon quote, you lose your strength, Christian, the moment you depart from your integrity. Well, if you think about it, think about what people, culture says about Christians, that they're hypocrites. Yeah. We get called that a lot. Yeah, we do. And maybe sometimes for good reason. Oh, I agree. But that's why I'm like, we need to like, as sisters, we need to hold each other accountable for this. This is of supreme importance. It really is. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, this is such an important thing for us today to take an, an, an examination of our lives. Where am I lying? Where am I tempted to lie? Where am I dishonoring you by lying? Where am I living in hypocrisy, which is living in lies and not being real, Lord? I pray that you would give us this urgency in our spirit through your spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, to give us an urgency to be women of truth. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.